that might lend a cheer Either when she is strong, now the days are quite long All along, sing the open song Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Live from the Kill House. Solly here, DJ Pie is here. Hello, Deej. Greetings, hello. Big Randy in from the Mountain Time Zone. Hello, Big. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How, how are we? Big question already that's flown through here in the comments. Is Jordan two back or is Jordan three back? <laughs> well, two back off the actual lead. I, I think he's got to be more worried about Morikawa tomorrow. We're going to triple, quadruple, quintuple down on this. Before we get going, uh, you know what we haven't talked about in a while? What's that? Walker trolleys. Mm. And I want to talk about this because Marcel Seam, I believe it. I, I saw a Daniel Rappaport tweet that said, uh, he's played 13 weeks in a row. Six of those weeks, he was pushing his own push cart on the golf course. And, you know, that sounds stressful, but if he's using a Walker Trolley Cape 1.5, the number one premium push cart in the market, bringing classic style with an ample use of modern technology, if he was using one of those, that doesn't sound that stressful to me, honestly, or impressive that he's in the top. Is he? Did he finish in the top 10? Uh, who could say? Who could say? We'll yeah. find out. The Cape 1.5's polished aluminum frame and use of waxed canvas uh, and leather creates a trolley. It stands out all over the golf course. Immediately, whenever I bust this thing out, I get a lot of questions about it. Uh, now the Walker trolley comes with an even more storage options with the new sand and water bottle holders. Uh, it's made of 12-ounce wax canvas and the new sand and water bottle hold- sand and water bottle holder. That's hard to say anything. Gives you a convenient way to carry carry larger items around. You can use code NLU free now through the end of July. Uh, for it, that's for existing trolley customers. You get ten dollars off the sand and water bottle holder uh, with that code NLU free through the end of July. If you want to walk the course in style, Walker Trolley is the push cart for your game. Uh, and again, now through the end of July as well, you can uh, just add both those items to your cart, and the discount will be automatically applied. So, good stuff, DJ. DJ will not be using the sand holder. He refuses to put sand on the course at Jack's Beach. We this haven't replaced the divot true. once ever, according to people in, in, the, in our YouTube comments. That's our always a good thing, yeah. That's what we should start the show out talking about is yeah. people who comment on our YouTube videos. But yeah, the people who think we're going to edit in us replacing divots, of course we're not putting that in. Get come on. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. We're giving people Carry, time to, to come into the show. Carry sand at Jack's Beach. Carry sand. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, where do we even start here? Because all I can think about is the Spieth putt. I that was not the biggest that. story of the day, but it that's kind of was. That's all. Uh, that's all I can think about. It kind of was the biggest story. Randy's that the biggest story. Oh, well, that and the bad bogey on 17. I think absolutely, absolutely, you got to say that's the story of the day. I mean, one back tied for the lead. I should say is a whole lot different than being two back going into tomorrow. I said it yesterday. You dogged me for it. All right. That, you know, as, as well as he's playing, he's just wasting a few shots here and there. Just seems he's given away a couple shots that he should not give away. And it just doesn't feel like it's quite adding up. You dogged me for it. Do you want to dog me again? You want to triple down on this or what? How do you want to do this? I wasn't even on the podcast. I, don't I know, know but you about. did all in the slack and everything. Oh, Sally denied him three <laughs> times. All this bullshit. <laughs> do you think he's, do you think he's, you think he's Dunzo? What what are you saying? I don't think he's Dunzo, but I also am not confident sitting here that he's going to win. Wait, why more because of Jordan or you know who he's got to run down? I mean, and how far back he is. Louis oh. and Morikawa ahead of him is has me a lot more worried. If he was, if it was just Spieth and Louis, and he was three shots back, I wouldn't feel nearly as worried as I am now. Like it's. He's got a 10% winning percent chance of winning as of right now for a reason. Like go, going and go getting. Two of those guys is so much different than going and yeah. getting one of them. Yeah, that, that's true. You don't have the uh, 
the big two shot swings are not limited to one person. It's not a match play situation, as we know. Uh, it is very much going to be they're going to be playing stroke play tomorrow, which is important. Uh, it's I don't know why that was so deflating to me, but all of a sudden, like two shots for some reason just feels so much different than three. And three shot, we were saying it standing on the couch or sitting on the couch was kind of like, man, he might have just lost the tournament right there. <laughs> like that might be that might be it. Uh, which sucks. That 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 was brutal. So I'm trying to do this math quickly here. At, more, at one point, Morikawa was, he went all the way back to minus six through five holes today. And that's what game. I got to keep reminding myself of. This, this yeah. is not a, minus, this I is think minus seven, solid. He was never at six. Apologies. But he was four back at least, right? I mean, he, he was, right. he was a ways back and really, I mean, I'm, we'll get to him. I'm sure. But. He fell back to minus seven and at Spieth, Spieth at one point had it to minus 11 and Morikawa beat Spieth today on yeah. Saturday. Not only is he up on the leaderboard, but he beat him just today. I mean, that was that was a, a tough and depressing finish. But um, Morikawa's putting looks good enough. It yeah. doesn't look like again. We talked about this in, in the last couple recaps too. Of this this green setup seems to be good for him. Needing to hit putts firmer and not like delicate PGA Tour greens, stimping at twelve and needing to die it in and having special touch. Uh, seems to be a weakness for him. This is, seems to set up very well for him. And it does not seem to... I mean, if we're talking about flaws in putting, we're talking about Spieth right now from close range well, based on what we just saw more than we are Morikawa. So. Yeah. And that the freaking iron play, man, it is like... <laughs> It is. It, it's kind of like he leans a little bit when a ball is 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 in the air, and you're like, "Oh man, he kind of lost him to the right." It lands like five feet right of the hole. It's bananas, and it looks so regular on TV. It's kind of like, "Oh yeah, he missed that one to the right." If you saw that in person, how freaking accurate those shots have to look in yeah. person. Oh my god, dude! It cannot be emphasized enough how strong of an iron player this guy is. It's it's absurd. And that, that's what I was gonna say is if you were building almost like the video game simulation of what the most fun leaderboard would be tomorrow or like the the leaderboard that would maximize the amount of fun possible tomorrow it's louis in the lead is like all right well, that's fun what's gonna happen that's <laughs> really cool the guy who is the best iron player in the world who could miss any putt at any moment who's you know <laughs> is gonna or Morikawa. Well, right you know is gonna flag it and the guy who's like very you know against all odds our our uh our underdog hero is like you know he's three back or is he? Do you finish three back, four back? He's three back. Three back. It, it, he's two back in Randy's bit. Right, he's right, three of back course, of, of, of Louis, who's technically uh, tied for the lead or solo lead here. Um, it was a tough scene there, watching him. I guess sprint off straight to the putting green, right to Cameron McCormick before the TV window even closed. It was kind of like, yeah, that kind of reminded me of the scene at uh, in 2016 at the Masters where he was, you know, working with McCormick on Saturday night. It's yeah. like, all right, I get it. You got something you feel like you need to address. I feel like, I mean, I feel like overall through 54 holes, he's putted it really well, just really didn't finish with any momentum today. And I guess if it's a technical thing that, you know, they got to get figured out, um, go straight to the putting green and figure it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, he also made a ton of putts today. I know like, that's, like, that's weird. the other thing. And, and if we want to just kind of dive a little deeper into Jordan now, I mean, he low key got a lot of bounces <laughs> today. Like there were, there were a lot of balls that were kind of, either hit landing on a downslope and scooting back onto the green or landing on, you know, in the perfect spot and thick rough and somehow kicking back to the fairway. There were a couple of those, so I don't want to pretend like, oh, man, he's just, it's, if not for that short putt, like, he's he did everything perfectly. Like, he, he kind of masked it with some, yeah. he, he made a lot of, like, very clutch, what, eight-footers, nine-footers, ten-footers for par, uh, which He is, started great. It, yes, he did. But he also, like, there were a couple shots where, you know, a 
doesn't get those bounces, like he maybe makes a couple more bogeys and he's five back or six back. But it's up for debate whether or not that break on 13 was a good break for him, which noted Begay. The ball did not roll back into the pot bunker and he had to stand a little bit closer to it for the chip, like right above, right next to the green. It was up for debate whether that was a good break or not. It could have been easier from the pop from eight feet down, landing (laughs) it on the down slope. I I thought his, uh, I'll just add to that too, his par on 15 or on 14 yeah par five uh, felt like a bogey also yep. like I, I thought that's where he let out a good swear yeah after that yeah 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 <laughs> i thought that's where his 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 day really took a turn if if we're going to dissect it and then you know 17 18 almost the result of of that letdown yeah uh, amen to that he hit a great t-ball and a perfect second shot. I mean, not quite perfect. Morikawa hit a perfect second shot. That pin was extremely difficult. I love when they put pins uh, far on the opposite side of the green as the hazard that you have to avoid. The yeah. OB right means like, all right, there was if you if you bail away from the OB, you are short sided no matter what. We saw Fratelli do that. We saw Ustazen do that, and we saw Spieth and Morikawa hit it right up the gut. Morikawa got it up there and on the green and had an easy two putt eagle. Spieth did not get up onto the green and had to put it from off the green, get it up over the hill, get it in range, and then make the short putt, and he did not do that. And that like that setup, and we can talk some setup stuff if you want, guys want, that was, that was major championship golf right there. That was yeah. like watching a few groups come through, knowing the ball's going to roll up here. It is not land it wherever you want. you got to avoid this bunker. you got to land it in this spot. you got to get it to right here to gain the shots. Like Just watching true strokes gained in action on something like that. There was a couple holes like that that really were working for me. 11 and 14 most notably putting those bunkers or those pins right by bunkers, right near big slopes that just had to be, you had to take on the slope at some point, either if you got over that with your second shot or over it with your third shot, that's championship golf to me. I know we've kind of, I've been a little half in half out on, on St. George's to this point today. It came alive. Even if Louis thought some of the pins were questionable. Well, that's, I would throw that to Randy. I think if you, you, that's all we're asking is for a couple of complaints after the round. Yeah. If guys aren't, if if you're not making guys uncomfortable with with pin locations and setup, what what are we doing in a major? I, I amen to that. My only beef, and this isn't on St. George specifically, it's just the the fairways are just soft. You're not getting that British Open rollout. There's not much drama. You know, will oh my god, will this ball keep rolling into the bunker? I, I really miss that. Yeah, um, had, a, had a couple of those early. I think did Morikawa have one of those on one right where it just lands you know a foot short or something and slowly does the the slow creep and and then picks up speed and goes into one of the pop bunkers like the plane cam on number two for morikawa's tee shot that blew my fucking mind i've never seen a shot like the plane has to be so well timed to come over and get the the frame in the frame where the ball may or may not land while the ball is coming down and they nailed it that was awesome that was like a highlight of the day for me yeah um on the pins, I mean, we we heard a couple of people talking about that, right? I mean, Rom Rom gave a Rom's press conferences have turned into yes, a really like hundred percent very uh, must see type stuff. Are you He's coming really around good. on Rom at all, Randy? In the last couple of weeks, months, I Rom listening to Rom is infinitely more pleasing to me than watching him play <laughs> golf. I, I still cannot get with his aesthetic. There's just something there about watching him hit the golf ball. But great dude, that was a that was a great. A lot of insight he packed in in that short interview there post round, and I wouldn't even say he was complaining. He just no, said no. there were some pins that were they were hard, yeah. and it, it seemed like he was almost relishing it. I you know not that Louis was complaining, but it was like oh a couple of them were a little sketchy. I, I forget his exact wording, but it's like ah oh, come on man, like 
you know, everybody's out there playing. Well, I, what I loved about that interview is he actually started off ripping the TV covers that he hasn't been watching. He's <laughs> that like, was sick, too. Yeah, you can't really tell the slopes on TV. He's like, like, I'm, I'm sure what they're saying on TV is it's <laughs> just a perfectly nice day, no wind. But let me tell you how hard it was. It had whiffs of the, uh, I, you'll remember better than me, but what was the, the thing where he was talking about how the four man scramble or whatever would break? Oh, nobody, they wouldn't break 100. <laughs> wouldn't break 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have whiffs of that, which is good. More of that. I like that, Rom. That's good stuff. I, I will say there's probably something to like walking off a golf course. One, if you're a pro golfer, you shouldn't care. But walking off a course and just knowing like, yeah, dude, that was like way harder than I, I guarantee you guys presented it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it, it, you know, every time they get low, the, the slopes of this golf course come alive. And I felt like today was the first day where they had pins and spots where it was like truly wrong side of a slope. You're done. Like you're toast. Yeah. You cannot get close to some of these pins. Seventeen was sick. That's what I was gonna say. Seventeen's they they hammered it rightfully so on the broadcast. I think that was the easiest one to see. Right? Was if you drive it too close to the green, this thing is right over the false front, and you're gonna have a really hard time. Louis had to kind of take his medicine. I think he had kind of a a dodgy lie, but had to hit it. You know, thirty feet past the pin. What did he have? Sixty yards in? Yeah. Seventy yards in? Something like that. And his good shot is kind of twenty five feet, thirty feet past it. And uh, and that's where you throw numbers out the window for like, yes, of course, like tour average from 60 yards is going right. to be closer than it is from 140. But with firm conditions and a pin that's on top of a crown that you need to land it right next to, uh, you know, that makes a difference. And that's the, the beauty of somewhat firming up conditions. It's not firm, but it's still links golf. Yeah. So. Ah, fun stuff. I'm having I'm having a great time with this tournament. I think it just it's we've waited two years for the Open to return. And I think. I can still say it. I think St. George's is quite easily the least exciting and quote unquote worst course on the Rota. Yet at the same time, it's totally fine. It is enjoyable to watch. It's not a hole in the in the Rota at all. And it is, there's very few memorable holes, but it's a delight to watch links golf, even in the most benign conditions. Yeah. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I think a, a couple of things going back to going back to Jordan a little bit. Uh, I do want to, you know, be fair on both sides of this because you'll you'll hear again, rightfully so. I think so much on the broadcast. Big both sides, guy. Thank big you. both sides. You got Great it. Great people on both sides. Many people. Uh, no, but you hear him talk so much on the broadcast about you know, Azinger said it in a really good way that I I wrote down today, which was that he's playing quote visual golf, which is a totally like that's a different way to think about it, and that's mm -hmm. really well said. And they talk about it so much when he's playing well. Uh, but you could see a couple spots. And that's what I'm saying with just a couple of those tee shots where it's like, oh man, he's not maybe also playing like the perfect technical golf. <laughs> like it's really good when it when it is going well. Like let's talk about how good it is and how fun it is to watch. But he definitely seemed like to borrow a phrase from Bryson, he was a little bit on the on the razor's edge there uh, in a couple spots. And so that's just a really interesting uh, kind of disconnect between those two ideas. Hmm. Where do you guys want to go next? Well, talk about Louis. The weather for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk about Louis. No, what do you got? You got the weather pulled up. What do you got? Yeah, it's high of seventy nine, sunny. Uh, they they're calling for a wind just up to eight miles per hour, so oh. maybe even more benign, more sunny than today was. Mm. I hate that. Which segue? I think that really favors Louis. You Does know, it? I, I, I would I think, think the harder. I think, so. I think the harder the better for him. Uh, I I kind of think the opposite, but. That's that's interesting. Why do you say that? Well, because he's just uh, he he just hits it straight. So when there's no wind, it's just like he puts it on autopilot. 
And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to hit straight. Like it, it doesn't involve, once you start bringing in variables and he's got to start aiming, you know, off the center line some, I, yeah. I, I feel like he would get in more trouble that way. And there's something about a short game. I just don't find his, you know, it, it doesn't lend him to have to scramble as much. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think benign and just fairways and greens obviously favors him. I think that makes sense. I guess statistically, like, it, the easier it is, the more chance someone has of running him down, right? It would and be my only true. counter to that. I, I yeah, yeah, I think it's just, like, the harder it is, the more chance that, like, a ball's going to plug in the bunker. Like, yeah. it gets blown up in the wind and ends up in a spot where he's going to make two bogeys in a row, like, slightest bit off. And then chances are one of ten guys right behind you is going to have a great day and pass all the tests in the wind, in theory. I mean, it can go either way, right? You can yeah. go play a dominant round in the wind and run away and hide from everybody, but... That's what it seems like, though, about this this golf course. And we've said this, I think, on Thursday, but why it's a different type of open is it just doesn't seem, unless you're, you know, RIP Marcel Seam, who hit the iron out of bounds on 14, like it doesn't seem like you're going to make a triple somewhere, right? Like it, it just seems like it's right. going to be a really slow yeah. leak if you are going to leak. But it also seems like somebody can like run you down. And that's where, you know, I remember going, you know, the Saturday show that we did going into the, uh, the final round of the u.s open was very like yo someone's not going to go shoot 63 tomorrow 64 right. we we're like it maybe if rom ties the best round of the of the week and shoots 67 like yeah he might have a chance to win but like he's got to do that and tomorrow it's like no i mean somebody very well could shoot 64 they might do some more like easier pins tomorrow they might yeah. do a little I mean, today was tipped out all the way a foot off the rough on every tee and some pins in some very difficult spots uh, they may make may set it up for a little bit more excitement today, but I think I feel like the more the, the the more difficult you make the pins, also like if it's eighteen holes more of like precision iron play. Louis is an incredible yeah. iron player, but like he's playing with Colin against and, the best one. And the only thing I'll say about that makes me really like Louis' chances. You can take this. You can take this either way. Of like he just I feel like Louis burned a lot of edges. Like That's what I was going to say. It kind of feels like he should be up by like four. Right. Like yeah. he's, I mean, his his putt on one, his putt on two. He had another one on uh, on 12. I think he had another short one. That, just those like, I know they're kind of 50-50 putts, but those eight footers that like could either half of them go in, half of them don't. seems like he misses all of them. Well, it's like the 15 footers that aren't supposed to go in, but yeah. he's still hitting really good putts and yeah. they're not really, not really getting a ton out of those. I know he made one on, was it nine today? He made a real nice, uh, you know, Twisting yeah, yeah. left putt that was kind of you know from outside fifty percent range, and he he saved his fair share of pars as well, yeah. especially in that kind of dodgy stretch that he had. So, it I don't know. It just seems like almost that Louis hasn't necessarily played like his best golf yet. Like he still could have a big run. I, I was thinking about it, and and obviously Colin, we can probably talk about him next, but he, he almost looked like out of it after the first couple holes, which is crazy and stupid to think that he would be, but uh, like just really bad start from him and kudos to him for massively steadying the ship and getting back in it but yeah louis i was thinking about it watching all day today i was kind of thinking about like all right how does this happen to louis like you guys talked about it last night like he's not he doesn't choke like he doesn't you know he hit the shot at the, the shot at zurich was a choke that was bad sure but that's not amazing that, spoiler that's not amazing yeah but i'm just trying to think of other like massive choke moments and it doesn't happen it, the closest thing i could think it's like a gas leak basically that that creeps in and it's just kind of like just very slow you just don't even really realize what's happening and all of a sudden it's like wait he's fuck he's too back now like how did that happen? he didn't even do anything wrong like what what happened it just 
just creeps in, man. And that's kind of how it felt today. And good for him for, you know, getting his feet back under him and finishing really nicely. I will say, too, I made this point Since on Twitter earlier. Like, there's, you know, you can go to somebody's Wikipedia page and see some uncompetitive T2s and, you know, I people no, probably name don't... Names, name names. People probably don't remember, like, Sean McKeel finishing second at the 2006 PGA as much as, like, people shit on Tiger or McKeel's record. Like, he was... Tiger's the only one who prevented us from McKeel winning two PGAs. But Louis, Louis' major, like, runner-up major finish is about as heartbreaking as it gets, right? He lost in the playoff at the 2012 Masters um, to Bubba. He finished one shot out of a playoff at the 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. He lost in a playoff at the 2015 Open Championship at um, at the old course. To Jordan Spieth. To, no. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, finished one shot out of a playoff at t- the 2021 uh, U.S. Open this year. So with, that, with just those finishes, he's six shots away from those events of having five majors. And then adding his other two runner-ups, he lost by two. So flip those three shots each. He's 12 shots away from having seven majors. Yeah. And it's impossible not to think about that. Every time he burns one of these edges, it's just like, shit, are we in for another one? Like another one? I mean, I don't have any emotional, like in personal investment in Louie. And I don't know if I could take another one. Like I, it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. It's yeah. Uh, we were saying it downstairs before we came up. Like obviously the biggest Spieth homers you'll possibly find and we'll be rooting hard for Spieth. But if he's not going to win, which... It seems unlikely that he will. Uh, yeah, I've got to ride all out for Louis. Wow, you you yeah. denying speed? Are you denying him? Well, I was just going off what you said. Okay, yeah, no, I was I was going by what you said. Oh, well, I'm I, an influencer. Talk, I I don't. I, Louis is a great guy, family man. I I don't understand what the appeal is there though. From just I sit down and watch on my TV. I I don't get it. He doesn't do he doesn't do much at all for me. I was struggling with this to do uh, today too, Randy. Like. I kind of had the realization of like golf greatness sometimes isn't that interesting, which sucks. It's like the whole point of playing these things is to identify the champion, but like great shots on repeat sometimes are just like, don't do it for you, which is, I don't know why, but I kind of struggled with the same thing today. It was kind of like, why are more people not freaking out about like how crazy straight and accurate Louis hitting these shots? And it, it just doesn't. And not nothing personally wrong with Louis in any way. It just doesn't seem to captivate people nearly as much as other players. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I think I've talked about this in the past before, but I think it's the same reason why people still uh, give Rory every bit of attention that they give Rory, which is like not everybody follows golf as closely as we do, for better or worse. And uh, for a lot of those people, like you only got so much room in your in your brain yeah. and your emotions and you've only got so like, you know, it it almost strikes me as like a hey man, like fuck, you guys told me like Rory and Dustin Johnson and now I guess I can do I can, you know, do Bryson. You told me those were the guys I needed to know and like yeah. I'm not going to really invest that much emotional energy into all of these other guys. And so I think like our corners of the internet, like of course everybody yeah, everybody appreciates Louis and appreciates Morikawa and all that stuff, but it's just it's going to take a long time, I think, for the general public. The answer to this might be obvious. I just want to spell it out, and I want to hear your guys' answer on this. But like, this is not apples to apples, of course. But Phil is and was the heartbreak kid, right? Close calls at majors forever, and it just made everyone. And I get it; he hadn't won, he didn't start off winning one, and then 
come close on a bunch of them, but it made like it was all the New York fans cared about in like 2002 U.S. Open was like get Phil his first major. Like when he made the putt of the 2004 like <laughs> Masters, everyone went freaking nuts because everyone wanted to see him win. Like why? What? Why is that? Randy, you're a Phil guy. This is just an example question. Why isn't it like that with Louis? Well, I I guess. I, 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 I don't know. Everybody's different. I, for me, like there's just not, is it as simple as he's not American? Like that's a fair question, right? No, I, think I don't. I mean, that's gotta I, be part of it. At least. I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think in this specific instance, like, listen, he's got one PGA tour win. Like he's, he's just not that relevant. Right. I like, I, I would rec, I would, compare what he's doing now more to Ricky Fowler's 2014 than like Phil Mickelson. I, I don't think Phil's the right comp. That's a really I, I good comp. Like, I don't think, know, I, oh I don't think gosh, it's a, Ricky's so yeah. close. He's playing so well in majors. Is he going to get one? And then like Louis probably not going to be that relevant in the next several yeah. years. That's what I was going to say. I think people like to invest in the people who are going to, you know, be the next thing. And that's yeah. why everybody yeah. like Spieth played well, at the right time, right? Where he was kind of in between a lot of these, he, he was kind of, Tiger wasn't relevant, Rory wasn't doing that much, and Spieth kind of just like soaked up all the energy, and he was super young, and he's American, and he plays this weird style of golf, and he's a great quote, and all these things. And it's just, dude, it's hard to, it's hard to break through with people. Yeah, that, that You got to have a lot of shit going for you. I, 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 for the record, was not trying to say Phil is the comp for Louis Ustazen. I'm just trying to identify the reasons why the reaction is different. I think we did. Well, uh, no, well I, I guess from my standpoint, I, I look at more like I didn't get that excited about Ricky, you know, like I, what? So you got excited about hating him. <laughs> um, I, so I, I think that's it for me. And, and I think maybe just personally speaking too, I, I, just the style of golf they play. I think that's, what's always attracted me to Phil is, yeah. Uh, it's such an emotional roller coaster, and and with Louis, it's as I think DJ. That's a great analogy. It's like a slow carbon monoxide leak sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's not. I'm gonna ask exciting. A, I'm gonna ask a question, and I'm gonna give you guys a minute to think about your answer. Okay, is it a three horse race? Don't answer yet, because first we're gonna check in with our friends at Original Penguin. You know I got my light hoodie on. Always, I'm wearing the light hoodie pretty much every day, even in the summer. DJ's rocking an original penguin shirt. When we say we wear this stuff almost every day, Randy, you were told to wear an original penguin shirt, and I don't <laughs> think you did. So, um, no, I, I need a, I need a, I need a re up. Okay, uh, shout out right now, originalpenguin.com. OriginalPenguin.com. You can get twenty percent off all purchases by using code NLU twenty. Uh, we've talked a lot about. Uh, a lot of the different original penguin stuff. I actually got shorts on too. I'm not going to get up, stand up, and show you guys those as well. But original penguin's been working to get more green. They're offering more sustainable products, uh, not only in just an everyday wear, but also for golf. You can find golf styles that have about 20 to 30 percent uh, recycled poly in them. They got unlimited stuff when it comes to like golf shorts, golf pants. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all of their hoodies, sweaters, you know, sweatshirts. It really is unlimited. They're always coming up with new stuff. I was, you know, we were going to re-up some stuff, getting ready for Taurus sauce coming up. I was like, no, I'm good. Went through the website, of course, and picked out like 12 new things. It's fantastic. So go to OriginalPenguin.com. Use promo code NLU20 for 20% uh, off your purchases there. And uh, anything else to add on Original Penguin? What's your, what do you, what do you love? Uh, I, I love their polos. I love their, their hoodies. I, and guy. I wore the, uh, sweatpants all day today. Mm. Sweatpants are great. Super cozy. Yeah, I, I will say this. I, it's not weather appropriate to wear right now, but my favorite on course sweater is an original penguin black. Just, the knit one, like the, yeah, oh, the, the, the checker sweater. Oh, those are yeah. fantastic. I got like it's, four of those. 
It's like 90 degrees here today, so I, I didn't want to throw that on. But oh, is it, oh, is it hot in Denver? Oh, is it hot out there? I'm sorry, bud. I'm super that's sorry. One my, that's one of my uh, favorite pieces of golf. Clothing. I've got some outrageous stuff coming for the tourist last trip as well. Looking forward to that. All right, Randy, is it a three-horse race? Uh, I want to clarify okay. real quick. Uh, Jack Edwards in the comments uh, apparently called the front desk regarding Louie. They say it's not gas. It is not gas. It's not gas. It's a deep it, cut. It's just the heater. Turn it on for the first time this season. So That's full-time hitters only. <laughs> crack a window if you're nervous, but not gas. It's not gas. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like... It feels... Honestly, honestly, I'm worried. Like It feels like it might be a, a Louis Collin just two-horse race, which is fine. I, I could see Spieth going one of two ways, where he shoots seventy three tomorrow, or he well, comes out and, and does something great. Oh, I, I just bold, with, love that with with the Candidies. <laughs> I, I just don't think anybody can go low enough to catch those guys. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I feel like you do got to start. Uh, everybody always, I think, myself included, likes to say like, "Well, if so and so shoots this tomorrow, if so and so shoots this tomorrow, like that doesn't really take into the equation like what the leaders are going to shoot." Right. And I think you got to almost start with like, what are the leaders going to shoot tomorrow? And let's figure out what the number actually is. And it just does not feel like Louis going to shoot worse than even par tomorrow, does it? It doesn't feel like it. Doesn't mean he won't, though. Doesn't mean he won't. But I mean, we've no, seen I was him in a. Say like... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I would. Don't you think like 14 as a winning score is pretty conservative? Yeah. At least for a playoff, I think that feels really good. And, and then you're looking at outside of the top three. I mean, you're like, to shoot 64 to get into a playoff. Ramos to shoot 63 to get into a playoff. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah, winning score probabilities per data golf are spread pretty evenly uh, between 13, 14, 15, and 16. I think there's just a lot of uncertainty as to what the weather and pins are going to be like tomorrow. So, but point being, I think, I mean, for Jordan, I think it's like you got to shoot at least 65. Right? 66? So, again, bookmakers know what's up with this stuff, right? Spieth is plus 500 to, for tomorrow. Like, 5 to 1. That's not a long shot. No, that, it's not. And that's his his data golf percentage is obviously way less than that. There's always a, a VIG built in there. His data golf per, winning percentage is 10%. Louis 43. Morikawa is 31. That all feels pretty pretty right. I mean, every everyone else basically has a 10, 10% chance that it's not a three-horse race. So in that regard, I would not say it is. I, I think Rom can win this tournament. I truly, truly believe that. I mean, it takes... But I, I think he's going to need some help. He will, but like... it's Like, it, Louis still in control, right? Or, or Louis and Colin. What's the path for Rom winning? That, yeah. I mean, going two birdies yeah. and an eagle on the front, right? It, you know, takes you to minus 11, and then you're then anything can happen from that point out, right? If Louis shoots two over, this thing is wide open. Totally wide open. Like, it's unlikely, of course, but... It, like it's easy to anchor yourself after a round, like to what the leaderboard looks like, and just totally forget how much shit fluctuated throughout the course of a day. I mean, do I think Rom's going to win? No, but like I, th I mean, there's well, there's only five guys ahead of him. Like that is yeah. not a lot. It's not really bunched up there. It, it, but it didn't fluctuate at the top. <laughs> is I guess my point. Like, yeah, I think it's going to yeah. shake like crazy from that. You know, the top twenty is going to look a lot different, but like the top two don't look any different. They're planning together again tomorrow. You know that that's kind of my point is. I don't know that those guys, unless they shoot 71 to, you know, at, basically unless they shoot even to 75, it's like that can, pairing put the hammer down yeah. like pretty, pretty easily just by shooting under par. That pairing today, though, through six holes was two over yeah. combined. Like they were 
they kind of let you right back in today. They closed both of them closed really well, uh, but we could easily see that tomorrow. Then it kind of be, feels like everyone's game. And I low key love the. Uh, you know, I know not a ton, ton, ton of the holes are like super memorable, but the finishing stretch at Royal St. George is going to be fun tomorrow. Like that's yeah. going to allow a lot of people to, if you are going on some kind of crazy storybook finish, like it's a good place for it, right? If they do some cool pins like today. Like every single one of those holes had something to look for. 14, you can eagle. 15 is pretty tough. Hold on. 16, short par three. 17 is totally gettable. And 18, we saw people have good looks at birdies too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you can you can rattle off a pretty... Amazing finish there tomorrow, but it's going to take really good golf. I hot yeah. take. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm honestly kind of. I mean, we're not on the ground, of course, and the t- of course, as Ron pointed out, the TV made it looks way easier <laughs> than it is. But what I if did he was not, watching got his phone out there? I didn't see anything questionable in what we watched today. I, it's just so hard to tell. This was what we were. T- I think uh, we were talking about this on a text thread earlier today. But every time I I think Royal St George's feels kind of boring or kind of forgettable or whatever i see a low shot of yeah the course like a, a really low drone shot or a great camera angle that shows what the fairways look like and like the place looks there's just so many slopes out there that are are so hard to see on tv sure. so it's just I, I wish we had a better feel for the greens we need ken brown out there bucking mm. his head oh my gosh do we need some brownie points i know <laughs> but like show us where and that's kind of where i i don't know I get a little frustrated because I know the TV is not, uh, I'm not the TV producer, but it's like when you got two guys coming off the course talking about like, yeah, these pins are like crazy. It's like, dude, which ones? Like, what I, you, I watched this. What like are you eight talking hours about? Today. Which like explain what's going on and well, how, you know, which side of the fairway makes it harder to get to that pin or what are you trying to do? And the, that's what I mean. They did a good job on 17 of doing that, but like, man, set yeah. me up for that stuff. Paint, paint the picture. That's what I, I feel like I was able to digest and again, watching twosomes come through is so much better flow and yeah. watching like the way Spieth's ball landed coming into 18 versus Fratelli. Like Spieth was coming in from the right side of that fairway, hit a great shot, but landed on a downslope coming into that pin and it just bounded over and he ends up three putting it three putting it Fratelli's coming in from the left, kind of away from that mound. That's protecting the front right of that green. It lands, it comes back and backspins a little bit and he makes the birdie like that kind of stuff was like, they weren't really highlighting that very well, but showed the angles mattered on this shit. And especially like the 14th hole, so much goes into when you put that pin front left, all of a sudden that tee shot becomes a lot different because a lot of guys have been bailing left for the most part of this week. You do that, even if you're in the fairway, your shot towards the center of the green now gets angled more towards that OB. So you got to take on the risk at some point. Marcel Seam hit it OB, but like at a certain point, you got to step up and hit the shot, hit it in the fairway. Morikawa's approach into 14 was really good because his tee shot was perfect. Yeah. He's coming in from the middle of the fairway. Didn't even have to think about the OB really with the wind coming a little bit off the right. Like that kind of like chess match stuff is what Lynx Golf is all about. Today was the first day I felt that watching the yeah. actual golf on TV. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. One uh, one thing we do got to say about Morikawa, I uh, saw this in the comments. Uh, Cloven Hoof Music was talking about uh, the open app radio coverage. I know Tron was listening to that. He's traveling today. Uh, apparently, they were getting in Morikawa's ass about <laughs> not being gracious enough on the 18th, mm. the 18th green, uh, not, mm. not acknowledging the fans quite enough. Mm. A, that makes me want to listen to the shit out of that broadcast. Got to check out what... What the the spicy uh, the spicy British commentators are are going off about tomorrow, and B, I think that's a huge storyline. We got to follow with Colin. You know, is the the cla- maybe possibly the classiest like young player that we've seen in I don't know ten years. Uh, <laughs> Didn't acknowledge the crowd. Does enough. he? Yeah. Does he really get it? Does he acknowledge the crowd? 
He may not be worthy to be the uh, the champion golfer of the year. I just I just want to put it out there. I just want to put it out there. Cloven hoof. He didn't doff the cap. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I know. God, that's disrespectful. That's a big story to watch going into tomorrow. Uh, Corey Con. Three people are beating Corey Connors at golf through three rounds of this golf tournament that I've watched almost every minute of. Honestly, if we'd have played last night, the Canadian Corey Connors. Canadian Corey Connors, of course. If we'd have played the did the, did Corey make the cut or did he not game, I might have lost out on that bet. But you can't show everyone, I know. But I I that was not followed very closely. Good for Corey Connors, man. Great He's round been, today, man. Showed out at the majors this year. He has been uh, you know, he he's been kind of one of those guys that's like uh you see him up there and it's kinda like, ah, get you know, get that guy off my off my screen, but he's he's building critical mass. He keeps showing up. Good for him. Played some really really good golf. He was second best round of the day at four under. Uh, Streelman shot four under today. It was a weird day. For, Robert McIntyre was low round with five under. Kokrak shot four under today. It was a weird day for scoring. Not a lot of great scoring at the very top, but a couple guys you know were able to to throw up some really good numbers. You know who did not throw up a good number today? Dustin Johnson. Not good. Or Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. Mm. Where'd he go? Uh, I didn't see where he finished, but I know he was. No, Kepka uh, shot two over. He's T twenty five right now. Um, DJ, what did DJ end up shooting? Three over. Okay, that's better than I thought it was. Because yeah, he birdie. Okay, he made two birdies in the last five holes. He was five over at one point. But um, yeah, you you go and look at Justin's strokes gained over the last three months. He's like Mad McNeely. Yeah, it's and I kind of thought this week was gonna maybe be a little turning point, but a couple big steps backwards today. I think it's almost. So in, I mean. I'm, could be talking on my ass, but I think this is a little bit of what I was ninety percent of what we do. It's a little bit of what I was talking about with Spieth, right? Where it's like Dustin seems like a, a pretty visual player as well, where he can he a lot of times can just step up and like see the shot, hit the shot, and I think that works, and it, it can be like a great boost and a great like you know kind of hit of juice when you when you need it, especially when he wasn't playing great coming in, but. Uh, it doesn't replace like also just being really technically yeah. in control of of what you're doing. And I almost think you see the opposite with Rom, right? Where it's like Rom's playing the best golf in the world, other than Richard Bland, uh, coming into uh, coming into the week and has like a rough day on on Thursday, and maybe you know maybe the course doesn't fit his eye, or maybe that style isn't fitting his eye right away, or whatever. But like the technical proficiency just eventually wins out, right? Because yep. he's just he's just literally playing good golf. I would say technical proficiency weighs out more at St. George's than yeah. some other road courses, and it's it's known for the the quirky bounces and everything. But that just goes to the condition and the conditions and the lack of wind and lack of firmness, really. So, also is, low key important. Someone just mentioned this, but first uh, Open Championship for Colin Morikawa. That's a woefully under under said thing the last couple of days, right? Like he looks the, so all, comfortable. The create the creativity of the American, the lack of creativity for the American exactly. players, right? They come over and play this game, this style of play, and they have no idea how oh, to play it. Fumbling around, they oh, have no God. idea what they're doing. Well, I would ask a, a couple of things there. First, first open, I would ask the British, the betchy British commentators, <laughs> to be a little bit more graceful. You know, he's probably feeling his way how he needs to acknowledge the crowd. Um, <laughs> But of course, he needs to read his welcome packet. Get all exactly. those customs down, guys. I'm but excited for last, tomorrow. The last guy to win a championship start. I don't have to tell you guys, Ben Curtis, right? Of course, Kent mm. State alum. I'm sure he's in Corey Connor's ear, telling him all about St. George's Golden Flashes Nation. It's going to be. Uh, are they the Golden Flashes? They, right? they sure yeah. as hell are, DJ. I'm yeah. proud of you. That's uh, they're going to be 
just buzzing. One one nugget I picked up leading up to this uh, Royal St. George's, Ben Curtis, hard guy to track down for the media. Did not see that one coming. Didn't know how many media requests he's been f- filling for the last several years, but notoriously hard to track down Ben Curtis. Really? Yeah. I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic I'm dead or being serious. serious. Like dead serious. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he doesn't owe anybody anything. Now. Yeah, I think he teaches a little bit and is just a family man. I think that's awesome. I think he probably, I think Sean McKeel's probably gone through this a little bit. They're, they turn in the butt of these, which I know he's not. Yes. I know he's not. He ben had a, Curtis had a good career. He had career. a much better career than people remember, but uh, they kind of turn into these like guys that people like to like to shit on. Like, how did they win a major? And right. uh, dude, I would be, I would be so sick of answering questions about you know, kind of backhanded compliment questions. Get that out of here. He was a nobody when he won the Open, but he won four PGA Tour events, right? right. Which, of course, <laughs> go ahead, Randy. I mean, four times the amount of wins okay. Tony Pino has. Of course. Someone and, in the comments saying he has a podcast, so never, fuck that guy. Never mind. I'm out on Ben Curtis. Just kidding. Uh, and this is where we remind people, like, Louie has one PGA Tour win, you know? Ben Curtis won four times. That's awesome. 11 years ago. He has one win 11 years ago. He also had a runner-up at a PGA. On the PGA Tour. And it, it, he was runner-up at the 2008 PGA. You know, the other thing I want to say about Louie, and maybe we unpack this a little bit tomorrow on the podcast and can dig in a little bit, but we talk a ton about, uh, like, different majors fitting different styles of play. And Louie, like, you know, he he doesn't uh, hit it short by any means, but he doesn't nuke the ball, right? And kudos to him. Like, he shows up everywhere. He shows up everywhere at pretty much every type of golf course, pretty much every type of major. I mean, that's it's really impressive, and it kind of seems well, like this player that is starting to like not really exist anymore. You know? Okay, so that's a great jumping off or jumping in point uh, for something I want to discuss because he does show up everywhere, which I think is like he, he because he hits the ball so well, right? And Solly, I couldn't believe it. He's number one in putting this year, right? There's discussion on Twitter like, oh, if you're going to build a, I think Shane Bacon was saying, like the perfect golf demeanor, it'd be Louie. So I, I'm sitting over here just like screaming to myself, then, then what's missing? You guys yeah. got to tell me what's missing. Like, why doesn't he win? He, it's the, it's if he's the, got it's the Fermi, everything. It's the Fermi yeah. paradox, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if they were aliens out there, wouldn't, wouldn't they be here by now? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm just like, something's not adding up here, right? Yeah. Again, this is going to go back to an argument that I have not won in your guys' eyes, but like, it's so hard to like go play major championship golf, beat ninety nine percent of the best players in the world, and walk away from it being like, yeah, but why didn't you beat a hundred of them? Like that one more person that you have to beat, and if we're if we're going to say it's not been tied to collapses or not, you know, not being able to get it done in the clutch or anything like that, then I I think it. I hate like deferring to bad luck, but it feels like it feels like almost impossible that you could be have that many close calls and not win more. Like, it's just it's it's just the wrong side of coin flips. Yeah, a lot. And he's in a coin flip right now. He's like almost 50-50 to win this thing. Another one. Like, what are the? But the chances are the same that it's going to flip. <laughs> you know, yes or no tomorrow for him. It's not like it, the averages don't work like that. It's not going to even out tomorrow. It's not greater chance that he's going to win just because he's lost the last six of them. Right. And yeah, yeah, that's well said. I mean, I think there are th- like once you get to the last, you know, nine holes, four holes, six holes, whatever. Like, I, I think there are things you can do, obviously, to put your thumb on the scale a little bit more. Don't hit it in the shit on 17 at Torrey Pines. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's the most obvious example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he hasn't made all the putts that right. he's needed to make. He hasn't no. done all the things, but 
when it comes down I'm to with it, you. It, yeah. it, it feels it's not uh, just a matter of like this guy sucks and can't win. It's there is something yeah. else going on there, but yeah. you also can't ignore the first like there should be more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, you don't end up on the wrong side of a coin flip if you go out and win by four, right? You could always yeah. be four shots better and go win it, right? So I, I, I hear you there. Just think about this, though. If he's got an eight-footer to win tomorrow and it, like, <laughs> rolls over the right edge, just like I, I, I blow, like, I, you know, kind of go crazy thinking about these things. Like, imagine, like, the degree. I'm going to tweet so hard. No, no, imagine the degree of which something you had to do differently for that ball to have fallen the other way. Like, hey, why didn't you hit the ball, you know, a quarter of an inch more further left than you would have won the major? It's like, all right, well, that means I need to close the putter face from this far to that, not even that far. That would probably be too much. Or my putting stroke needed to change this degree to the, like the the minute details of some of this shit. And watching putts slip out at the highest level when they have this much on the line, I like I don't know how you tolerate that. I don't know how you train your body your your whole life to deal with things that like be so freaking like I did literally all I could to try to make that putt and it didn't go in. So do you believe in free will or do you think everything's <laughs> predetermined? Uh, you know what? I'm try- I'm still figuring that out, Randy. We started another podcast to talk about that. Uh, this is where, let's just f- hit a quick drive-by of Fino, but this is where I always <laughs> laugh about Fino is like, he doesn't get to that point. You know what I mean? He this never. Is, okay, this no, is no, not no, relevant. No, this <laughs> is why I think they're different. Seriously. I, I think Fino and, and Louis are massively different in that Louis like continues to actually be a contender for these things. Whereas... Tony gets to number seven and it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I just hit in the water. Or like, Fino literally oh, had an eight footer to win Riff. I missed a three footer. He had an eight footer to win Riff. Like, that's the exact sure. example. That was one yeah. out of like, yeah. <laughs> why don't you list some other great chances that he had to really uh, knock I mean, one down on 18? The, the one right before that and then the next <laughs> week. <laughs> you know what, Randy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally know what you're saying. I, I And I think it's this like, this is a drive pile, Tony- by the way. Tony doesn't even get himself into position to get that big break. Exactly. Not what we're talking about. <laughs> Which I thought that uh, the unpredictability at Royal St. George's, I thought was going to remind him this week of, of being on the big break and some of the I challenges he faced there. But haul, haul the wall out. Let him, <laughs> let him hit some flops. All you guys are doing is presenting more evidence of how bad a guy you are. No one, you're just shoehorning Fina into this conversation. Not relevant to this conversation. <laughs> the Lynx master. <laughs> Uh, Scotty Scheffler sitting there at T four, eight under, um, very personally would love it. If he go out and get some birds tomorrow, uh, we have a berth into the DraftKings fantasy championship series, uh, on the line here. I'm the, I'm up by three points. We need, we need, we need Scotty tomorrow. That's our guy. That's, that's the big one. Scotty versus cam. And we're, we're, we're going to the championship. If you win that, that would be bigger than any win in Fino's career. You Very winning, so. you winning the DraftKings yeah. uh, entry into the Fantasy World Championship is the same as winning the Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bigger field than the normal PJ <laughs> tournament. <laughs> That's the highest compliment I could give you. Thank you. That means a lot. I know you guys are really rooting for me there. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty's. Um... Scotty's put himself in contention. Man, I, he could have. Super impressed with what yeah. he's done this year. Um, It'll be interesting to see his trajectory over the next couple of years, whether this is just a, a, a hot, you know, few months or, or if this is really building into something bigger. He and Hovland seem very comparable, like very, very high floor. Like neither of them, I, Hovland's won a couple of events, kind of smaller events, but 
haven't really broken through on the big stage yet, but like, gosh, keep contending when, you know, the best fields of golf get together. I, man, I wish Hovland was in contention. It's kind of time for he, he would make this leaderboard a lot, a lot more. Like, this leaderboard's already almost maximum fun. I think he would be. He's the only guy I would add. I would love to see him really, like, in the mix tomorrow, but say la vie. Mm. Can't have it all. So, so we kind of danced around it, but I'm curious, you guys, who, who you'd like pick a, and maybe it's not that time yet, but I think it, before we sign off, we got to pick a winner, but also DJ, I was really surprised. Like if who, I want to know who you're rooting for first and foremost. No question. Spieth, like hundred, hundred percent Spieth. I'll, I'll stay with Spieth as my pick. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to go shoot 65 and you know, do all sorts of statistically unlikely things <laughs> to go uh, knock it down. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm like getting the calculator out and trying to figure out, what I think is going to happen, like it's probably going to be Louis or Colin. And if you're pinning me down to pick one of those two right now, I'm going to say Louis. Mm. Mm. Uh, I probably just run everything back that you just said. Like, yeah. of course, my heart, my heart is saying Spieth. Uh, my head is saying Louis. Um, I'm not going to name any other body parts or think of anything <laughs> else. So. Randy, what is? Uh, I think I'm talking myself into Morikawa. Like what? What is? Let's let's just hypothetically. What does a Morikawa win tomorrow? Like what? What does that mean? What? What is that? Like two two majors in two years, twenty four. Did you um, see the Justin Ray stat on that? Let's uh-uh. See if I can pull it up. Like the only two guys to win two majors in their first uh, eight major starts, as they're currently defined, was like Bobby Jones and Hagen or something like that. Let me it's see if I can good. find it. Uh, I think. Uh, so a couple things on Sarah's and Bobby Jones, both born in 1902. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you heard of them? <laughs> I wonder if they doffed their caps afterwards. So they probably weren't even wearing caps. So they could avoid that snafu. People were different back then, but they, uh, the, the one thing I, I would say about Morikawa, kind of like where the tiebreaker goes for me is he, he looked like pretty uncomfortable coming out of the gates today. And we yeah. got to still remember like he, what is he? 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing the open for the first time. He doesn't have, I mean, I know he won a PGA. He won it from way behind. He wasn't in the league group. There was no fans no there. Fans. Like, I mean, he's still understandably, I would think is going to be like pretty nervous. And Louis looked completely flatlined, came in and like, he missed both putts, but came in and flagged it at the first two holes. Like he, he just doesn't look, but isn't, isn't so Louis scar tissue more than Collins though? I guess. Right. There's more pressure on Louis. Than Colin, yeah, but he just doesn't seem. I don't know. He doesn't seem to show it though. Like, uh, it's I know other than the, to ignore though. It is, it is. But he he seems. I don't know. At the same time, like he's also had a lot of chances. Uh, what's the right way to say it? Like, the scar tissue is also like experience, right? Like he he also has just been in that situation a lot more times. So yeah. yes, maybe they compound, and you know this one gets worse, and the next one gets worse, and the next one, but. I think, like, you know, at least he's saying all the right things. Like, we were saying on Thursday, he had great quotes about, you know, I look back at all those and, like, I really had try really hard to remind myself, like, you did not give those away. Like, yeah. those were positive experiences, and it's kind of what you say, right? Is finishing second at a major, like, is that worse than not being in contention? Like, I got to, you know, got to just look at it that way. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in... It was either on, like, it's not an original thought, but, you know, to to win a major over four days, you're going to have at least nine holes, 18 holes where you don't have your A game, right? Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to figure out is if, 
I'm not sure if we've seen the sketchy potential golf from Louie yet. Maybe his back nine today, but I feel like that front nine today from Colin was that yeah. a little bit. And it almost makes me like those two putts he hit on the the par save and then and then the bogey save on one and two were like massive. Um, I, I'm kind of talking myself into like he might be through the woods here and and you know obviously felt really comfortable um, coming in. Uh, you know, ran some putts just by, but I God, he just seems so steady, man. And, and his his win at Harding Park that drive on what was it 16 like he he i guess as a golf fan i'm really excited if he to see him in this spot tomorrow because you know like like you said earlier in the podcast like people want to invest in greatness or potential greatness totally. and i feel like he could put himself in a position where it's like oh shit like <laughs> we joke about the baby go right but all of a sudden he's got to be considered among, you know, uh, the, the best in the game and somebody that could do some pretty historically unprecedented things. Well, I think I, I hate saying this because I think Spieth in my mind has seven majors, but <laughs> like, I'm just going here. All of a sudden you wake up tomorrow morning or, you know, you could wake up Monday morning and uh, Morikawa has two majors and Spieth has three <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. right? Having That's said crazy. that, literally to this point, the reason why we're still probably so amped on Spieth is at this age... Of Morikawa, Spieth had three of them. Yeah. And when he was age 21, he won the first two of the year, finished a shot out of a playoff. Should have still been in college. Should have still been in college. (laughs) Finished a shot out of a playoff at the Open and then finished second at the PGA in one year in the age 21 season. Yeah. So Morikawa's late bloomer coming out of college, spent four years in college, came out as polished as you can be, professional career off to incredible start, looks to be around for quite a long time. It's always easy to project it out. As we've learned, hopefully learned some lessons with Spieth and Rory. I was just on on record saying Rory gets ten and Spieth gets eight, and yeah, I would re- revise both of those now. Give both of them more, of course. I, but I, I think the I think the titillating thing with with Morikawa though is if he is as good an iron player as everybody says he is, like the best since Tiger, like that. I, I think that pushes him to like, oh shit, like it's, it gets very interesting when you're talking about you know, where he could go. Well, that's what I was going to say too about Spieth and why like was Spieth able to kind of hang on during his struggles, right? It was because of his iron play, I think. And it's kind of the whole mis- misunderstanding that everybody thinks like, you know, oh, well, he just makes every putt and he yeah. that's why he was so good. And that there was certainly some truth to that, especially in 2015. But like 2017, it wasn't the putter, man. It was the irons. And that's, yeah. what, that's what keeps you consistent theoretically, right? I will say, I think I'm officially old and think I've officially learned enough lessons to say uh, this in advance of Morikawa. It's so easy to sit here and think that, that iron play lasts forever. Yeah. And like almost literally no one has it last like on repeat for decades. Who's been the longest non, you know? non-Tiger, non-I guess Spieth? Like who's been the best iron player over the last seven years? Dustin? Uh... Gosh, this yeah, I don't want to like the what I thought you were gonna say, like over decades, what was coming to mind was Sergio. It was yeah. like the longevity of Sergio's yeah. ball striking is what came to mind. Uh, but he was never, I don't know, I again could be speaking out of my ass here. I don't remember him ever being like peak, like number one iron player in any of those years. But um that's a good question. People throwing out Paul Casey, which I know we'll get 
Randy How going? Do you, do you make uh, Justin Rose. That's a good Justin Rose is a good one. Uh, I, honestly, Louis a good one. Uh, Brooks. I don't know if Brooks has been quite that long, but well, I'm sure there's a very searchable database on the PGA Tour website where you could go get that data probably and download <laughs> Compare it years to pretty years. quickly. Yeah, sure. yeah that's yep. yeah, it's probably pretty easy. So I could see if that is a data golf thing. Their dude, their their shit is just freaking. Oh, sure enough, custom range. You can do that on data golf. You guys talk about something, and I'll, I'll get you your answer for what you're looking for. Randy, surprised the English didn't buck today? I'm very surprised. You know, <laughs> I put them on blast. I thought they were very proud people. I thought they'd respond. I thought they were going to answer the bell. Exactly. No. Ex- exactly. Sure Sure as hell didn't. Um, what's your What's your watch setup looking like? You know, you're kind of on an island out there in Denver. <laughs> my, my watch? So, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you, you know... What, you getting up, you making coffee, you going and getting coffee. What do you, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I get up at my own time. Uh, I usually. He gets up when conditions are right. <laughs> yeah. I saw the leaders tee off today. I was up a little before that. And um, yesterday I got coffee. Today I made coffee. I think tomorrow I'm going to try to get up, go get coffee, maybe read for a little, get my mind cleared and then strap in for, you know, all of the the final groups. I like that. You good? I'm working on it. It's it's it's, it's, it's QA. It's, All right. Well, it's, the other thing we need to talk about data. this was surely before uh, before Randy woke up. But do we want to talk about the Rory uh, kind of false start today at all, or no? The false start? Just you know, oh, Rory, waking up, seeing Rory's five under through nine, four under through nine, whatever. Today was the first day I woke up, I, saw I the mi- you, yeah, I, I saw the, the platform, minus three, man. and I just I didn't even get excited, didn't even fall for it. Not like you are not getting me this <laughs> time around. Be, I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to do it. I, I just didn't didn't even come close to falling for. It. I was I'm proud of myself. You know, I've come a long way. This was the first time that that, that collapse just did not affect me, and I, I'm quite proud of that. So thank you. He, where do you fall on DJ? We, we discussed Rory yesterday and his post round comments of, I think somebody asked him if like his, yeah, if he's being affected by like wanting to win too much. And he was like, no, like I have a great family. I don't want for anything. Like, it's not that, um, you know, it's, it's healthy. Is it disappointing as a golf fan? Do you think he's kind of lying to himself? What, I where, where do you shake out with that? I think he, uh, I think like we have his entire career, like you got to take him at his word. And I think he's probably just being a little too honest as he's, as he's want to do. But I also like in a weird way, like I, I you know, big both sides guy, right. As you said, but course, I want course. to both uh, express my like utter disappointment in like, man, what the hell? Like in my life, you're supposed to be the guy who's out there like sacrificing everything and just fucking stepping on people's throats. And I want to watch you win a major like once every three years. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't know why you don't kill yourself to go do that. <laughs> like, But obviously I feel uh, having said that, that him just being like, dude, you know what, man? Like, I think I, I got it. I kind of won like at, at life and I don't really want to... Uh, be the guy that you probably have to be to go win majors. Like I cannot, cannot uh, respect that anymore and understand that anymore. So it's like, yeah, it's super disappointing for me, but like, you know, would it be better if like on his deathbed, he was like, man, I got those majors, but like, I didn't really see my kid grow up or like get to know my wife at all. Like, you know, I I don't think I could really ask him to do that either. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, you know what, Randy, like most things in life, it's complex, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it is. Yeah. I'm I'm still it, conflicted with with I I'm conflicted. Well, you've soured on him. I don't want to air you out, but I I, I sense a, a very momentous internal uh, sea change, especially with you and Tron towards Rory, the the golfer. The the answer yesterday again. I feel like for the last several years on this pod, especially with interviewing guys, and as I've matured and gotten married and and become a, a I would say somewhat close to a real adult. I'm way more sympathetic and understanding of balancing on and off course and like understanding how guys do this with kids and stuff like that. I don't, I don't understand. Like a lot of them kind of have kids and get married and do this very seamlessly. So I'm simple. I understand what what he's getting at. I just didn't like that. It was like, Hey, are you trying too hard at this? And he like totally flipped the question into like, no, I'm happy. Like I'm happy off the course. All this is like, yeah, you didn't really answer the question like are you answering it in a different way of like no i'm not really even trying yeah. if that's the case then like yeah i'm not super amped to root for that because that's like i said this last night like i'm amped to watch swaggy rory be you know super honest open in interview funnies in, in interviews being you know not afraid to take topics on and going out and beating guys ass playing through the final group in a, in a playing through the group ahead of you in the final hole of a major and going out and winning four of these things, two of them by eight, like that was easy to root for. But if it's going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, all that, like I get that. Like that's good perspective to have. But again, I fall back on that Spieth quote of like, you know, being really comfortably financially. He said it was a crutch. It was like a crutch and inhibitor to playing good golf. And I just found that those two answers to that kind of questioning very, uh, very telling. I don't know. I think that's totally fair, but I, I, I don't know. I guess, and maybe it doesn't last forever. The, the, yeah. the baby's less than a year old, and he's a new dad, and like maybe if he's 100%. taking a year, and this is, you know, maybe he's burned out a little bit on golf and being a pro for ten years, and, and you know, dealing with all the stuff that comes with being a mega star in golf, and dealing with just golf in general is really freaking annoying. All the requests that come in, all the stress, be on, be on, be on every day. Like, of course, I can understand that burning somebody out. So I, I just. So I, this is going to be a weird place to start, but I've been thinking about Bryson a lot just the last couple of days since his quotes. And I think maybe we'll get into this more tomorrow because I'm going to need some more time to think about what I'm trying to say. But I wish everything like it's very easy and I think it makes for a good podcast and I think it makes for all this stuff when you when everything is black and white. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's just really, it's nothing in life. So is. easy to be on the podcast and be like, Bryce is a fucking dick. I don't know what he's doing. And like, and you start to unpack like, well, fuck, I don't know. Maybe he's like, he's probably had a really weird life when you think about it. Like he probably has been picked on a ton. He's probably like been looking for validation in all kinds of different weird places. And now like he finally reaches the pinnacle of his sport and everybody's making fun of him all the time. <laughs> like that has to be really weird. So does that excuse him lashing out at, you know, allegedly treating people like shit like no it doesn't so that's where it's kind of like dude there's just a bunch of a, all these things are super complex or as complex as you're kind of willing to make them and i think rory is exactly the same thing right it's it's everything i just said where it's like dude i i would love nothing more as a golf fan as a very selfish person who watches golf like rory i wish you would just be a sociopath who thinks about nothing but golf and steps on people's faces because you're my favorite person to watch and i love it but like he's done that for long enough now and he's earned the right, like both literally financially and also just like intangibly, he's earned the right where it's like, dude, just do it however you think is best, man. And like my, where I would agree with what both you and Tron are, uh, are talking about is where I'm at is kind of like, dude, we just don't need to show him all the time. Like he's another, like 
this pains me to say because I love Rory, but like he's just another dude. He's Tommy Fleetwood at this point, right? And like his majors were what going on seven, eight, nine years ago, eight years ago. Seven. And yeah, well, once we get through the British, I mean, he, I don't think he's yeah, winning tomorrow. Okay. He's eleven back, but uh, well, okay. by the time we get to the twenty twenty two Masters, he's what? It's been seven and a half years. Here are the guys that are three spots above and three spots below Rory in strokes gained over the last six months. To that point, it Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Tringali, Jason Kokrak are all above him, and then Max Homa, Hideki, Chris Kirk are the three right below him. This is in what? Sorry, in strokes gained over the last six oh, gotcha. months. So, like, basically, what the kind of play? What what level of player have you been over the last six months? That's so. I guess tie, tying a bow on my long rant here. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if if that's how he wants to look at it, like, I don't fault him at all. And if he wants to, you know, have the perspective that it seems like he has, and he wants to, you know, have his family occupy a bigger part of uh, his life than his golf like dude by That's all fine. means like go for it yeah but I think like us as media it's like all right well cool like then he's just kind of another guy now at yeah. this point like we should he shouldn't be leading major previews he shouldn't be leading like the telecast it shouldn't really be a featured group thing but then you flip that on its head and it's like well he's kind of the guy I want to watch right like he you know I don't really want to watch yeah, uh, was- there's just not enough superstars out there and that gets us into the yeah. the whole thing we we're talking about Louie right and like why do people not gravitate more towards him it's just I don't know complex hmm. I, I yeah I, I can't get too worked up about the coverage because it's totally understandable yeah. to, to show him I mean I I watch Phil's feature group every time they put it on and before he won the major like was he deserving of that with his play like hell no right has he been after? Hell no. Um, I think there's, I think also though, there is. Bill has as many majors post 50 as Louie does in his career. Part, God, you love just, you love, you're just, the king of exacerbation. Stuff like that in context. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I think there's also something to be in a professional. It's black golfer. and white, baby. <laughs> Facts. Part of being a top level professional golfer is understanding how to compete when you are unable or unwilling or why I'm not saying unwilling to put in the work. It's just like your time is now changed, right? Yeah. So part of that is how do you become the best golfer you can when your practice days used to be eight hours and now they're four because you need to be back for this. And you know, it might be like Stacy Lewis talked about that, like everything in my life geared around being playing my best golf. And now that's no longer the case. So now what do I, how do I have to prepare differently so that when I go tee it up at a major, it's one worth my time and I'm now better prepared to compete. Like how he's going to compete in a major now is going to be different than when he was 21 years old and he's got to learn how to do that. So I'd rather hear him say that than like resigning himself to having a great life and, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Like you can have that perspective in your, in your world of like, yeah, everything I, I, I I'm very thankful for all that I have Yet at the same time, like when you show up to compete, like I'm going to, I want to see the fire. Like if I'm going to be like ride or die and rooting for you. Totally. And that's, so. I guess what I'm, what my book presupposes is maybe you shouldn't root for him. Like, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I think if, you know, maybe he, he might not be the, uh, the guy you want him to be. Yeah. On that fucking ex- existential depressing it's note, about should we wrap it up? I think it's about time. Yeah. Uh, I got I got nothing more. Do we have any Dylan Fratelli? So many people have goaded me into looking at the Barbasol leaderboard for the first time by reading the comments. James Hahn. James Hahn, 11 under through 16. Whoa. Nice tour. Whoa. <laughs> just, just today? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? Really. 
11 under the through world. 16. Is he doing that dance? What was that dance he did? Uh, Gangnam Style. Yeah. I had no, no Way words. to act like you didn't know what it was. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't tried. think of the name. I, I can see it, but I, I was struggling with the name of it. No, uh, you know, no... No word on that yet, Randy. We're oh. still efforting that. But it is a par 72, so just for the 59 watchers out there. That's a good it comment. It looks like uh, a, a tough weather break in the girls' junior today. Hate that. Um, is the person leading Dormy or is the person trailing Dormy? I always get this wrong. I, I, I will none dally. I could say it both ways and get it wrong both yeah. ways somehow. Okay. Well, Rosang is five up with five to – is it five to play? 32, 33, 34, 35 uh, – six to play. Five up with six to play, and they're in a weather delay. That's in the uh, final? Yeah, in the final. Mm. Over Bailey Davis, which it doesn't look like she's going to win, but incredible story, was trying to become the first uh, black female to win any USGA title. Um, which which is, also might not be true, because USGA is oh, really? USGA is still I figuring think, that out. I think we're out. investigating. Well, yeah. Okay, all right. USGA um, both said that and is now... Trying gotcha. to figure that out. So well, Rose Rose Zang appears to be a, a star. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Oh, the, it looks like the Jutanagarn sisters are in control at the LPGA event, which They're is cool. Four up with yeah, five to five to play. Um, uh, so we got questions. Uh, the if you were looking for the deep dive into the strokes gained approach numbers, I'm struggling a little bit with the Data Golf website. Going to need a little more time because it looks like you can only query a certain number of rounds. But if you go back to 2017. The leader in strokes gained approach, yeah, and he's had 334 registered rounds with it. Colin Morikawa, JT's number two, um, and Casey's number three, Hideki four, Zalator's five. Hmm. Something, something doesn't seem right with this query, though, because it's got 409. Again, okay. We're so, gonna, we'll dive into this tomorrow. Okay. We, now's not the time, but sometime between now and the Masters, we're going to have to talk about, we're going to have to have a, a real hmm. discussion about JT. I'm glad you said that. I will... People keep looking at me like, why does he get such a pass? Like we talk about this every major, like how he's not yeah. very good in majors. This is, I would call that the opposite of giving him a pass, but we can discuss it again. Of course. It is surprising. Look, pulling up like, the there, longer, there maybe the, a terminal diagnosis. Oh this no, really? He's got symptoms that, that maybe. don't, don't typically yeah. look good. Mm. Well, yeah. he's got eight months, you know, for the masters. It gives me no pleasure to say that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We we gotta we gotta really investigate. The tests the tests typically typically take around eight months to come back. <laughs> so we should have more word in, in April. So yeah, the longer I go back, it's still Morikawa, Casey, Thomas, Hideki, Adam Scott, and Strokes Gain approach. So, and mm. take that for what it's worth. All right, let's wrap it. All right, let's do it, guys. Uh, that was that, that was, was a blast. Fun. I'm very pumped for tomorrow. I know we got kind of bleak and dark there for a minute, but I'm I'm really excited to see what happens. No, tomorrow's gonna be brilliant. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. See you, bro. See ya. Cheers. Now the days are quite long All along, sing the open 